Hey, it's Greg and Fiona here and welcome to our next podcast in the Live a Laptop Lifestyle series. And this one is called You Are Your Own Worst Boss. So this podcast is all about managing the transition from paid employment to working for the worst boss in the world. Now, we use that phrase knowingly as we made discoveries about ourselves that we never previously realized when we started building our online business. And as a result, we've learned completely different work practices and techniques from those that we used in our corporate jobs. Now, once again, it's all about your success mindset or put it another way, adapting the way that you think like an entrepreneur. And it all boils down to those five steps to success, which are faith, foresight, focus, and taking fearless action that leads to your freedom. And this really uh, hit home for me when I was speaking to my dad on the phone one day, and he said that the worst boss you can have in the world is yourself. And I thought that he's so right. It's just then that we realized we'd been letting ourselves away with some very slack practices that certainly wouldn't have been overlooked if we'd been in paid employment. And I don't know about you, but I was probably um, only productive in my day job about 20% of the day at work. I know it's shocking, um, but as an employee, you know, you, and it's, it's so, so easy to to chat at work to your work colleagues, you know, about what was on TV last night or um, it's it was quite easy, you know, to spend a lot of time on, on Facebook and I also used to spend a lot of time planning holidays and daydreaming about what I was going to do in the weekend and also um, probably spent a lot of time daydreaming in um, endless, pointless meetings that I had to go to as well. Um, uh, and I'm probably a bit appalled at myself with my work practices, but the point that I want to make is that I don't work like that now, and you can't work like that when you're at home building your online, online business. And there's one quote that springs to mind that I see, um, you know, I see bandied around a lot, but it's very impactful and it's very powerful. And it's an anonymous quote that says, Great people talk about ideas. Average people talk about things. Small people talk about other people. And it kind of made me realize, you know, what I was involved with when I was gossiping at work. So let's now revisit our five steps to success again that we've talked about in the previous couple of podcasts. But this time, we're going to um, talk about them with regards to you working for yourself. So the first one is faith. And there's a real mindset change needed to release yourself when you're, when you're moving from the security of a regular payday to not knowing when your next penny is going to come rolling in. So is it a fear from releasing the comfort you've built up over time? Or is it a fear of leaving behind what you've already achieved? And is that fear even greater than your desire to enrich yourself. And if so, then how is that any different from not knowing if or when you'll be made redundant or laid off or downsized? Or is it a fear of having to depend entirely on yourself? But then you didn't go, you didn't do that to get a job in the first place. 
So if you harbour some of these fears, then why not start working part-time on building a laptop lifestyle? So you could start building your business to the point where you can actually replace your income and have a regular cash flow. And then you also prove to yourself that your fear has been overcome. And then, once you've done that, then you can quit the 9 to 5 for good and work on your business full-time. But for us, we didn't really have a choice. Yeah, I was made redundant, and well, so that's laid off. Um, and Greg was already out of work at the time, having handed in his notice um, so that we could travel the world. Now, we did have my termination payout as a bit of a buffer, um, but that didn't last long. And um, there's nothing more powerful to focus the mind than having nothing whatsoever to lose. Um, and we came across another quote recently that said, too often we are scared, scared of what we might not be able to do, scared of what people might think if we tried. We let our fears stand in the way of our hopes. Why is that? Because there really and truly is no time to be afraid. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain, everything to gain. Now, we knew this was the truth and we just went for it because the time for us, um, you know, the time is now. So you really need to be aware of your perceived fears and don't let them stand in your way. You know, make sure that you override them, you bat them away and you acknowledge that they are just time-wasting frivolities and they're not for the strong-minded you the you who is determined to enrich your life. And there's one further quote we want to mention. This one is from Napoleon Hill, who's the author of the famous book, Think and Grow Rich. And he said, don't wait. The time will never be just right. So that takes us on to the next um, of our five steps, and that's foresight. And it's not enough to have set your goals, as we explained earlier, in, you, in our Why Your Mind for Success podcast. It's not enough to have created your vision board and also do your morning affirmations in front of the mirror and acknowledge the positive, coercing, subliminal messages on your computer every day. You also need the support and buy-in to your goals by your immediate family or those that you share your home with um, so, that you've surrounded, so that you're surrounded by a positive, supportive environment and you need to sell your ideas, your goals, your dreams and visions to your family, you'll need to prove to them and constantly remind them what's in it for them. And you'll know what interests and motivates each member of your household, so you'll have to market your vision to each of them and promote your dream so it means something to them. So spell out what they'll get out of it when, you, when you've reclaimed your life and true financial worth by making money online. Now, why is this important? It's because you'll need their support. You'll need a positive environment. You'll need leeway to work hard and sometimes work late. And you'll need to be left undisturbed. You'll need to impress upon them how important your goals are to them so that they'll understand when they, when they shouldn't really interrupt your workflow. Also, you won't want to be weakened by the guilt that they'll sometimes lay on you. You know, maybe they'll complain that you don't watch telly with them anymore or claim that you don't play with them anymore. 
when in actual fact you do, you're still doing those things, it's just that you're also spending time on your business. So we've heard quite a few sad stories where one partner is working steadfastly hard to enrich their lives and the lives of their loved ones, but the other partner simply doesn't understand the end goal and the necessary journey, and they think that they're not getting enough time, attention and love. And this is very important, so it must be managed delicately. We think the answer is quite simple to work together towards a common goal or work with another family member which will consolidate your resolve to succeed because we believe couples have complementary skill sets as relationships are all about getting our own needs met, often on an unconscious basis. In other words, we try to find someone who's complementary to us and can help us learn, heal and grow. For instance, I'm much more creative and technically aware. Whereas I'm more logical and administrative and a bit, well I used to be technically phobic, um, but I've managed to get over that. But we still manage to work together and we've split up our tasks based on whoever has the best skills to achieve each task. And we've also met many other couples working together at home to build an online business, working on the internet, and we've found that this is true for all of them as well. And this is a bonus because since we both work together towards a common goal, it's very powerful and binding and we can share our dream. That's really important that we can share our dream. But it also means that we've got two people doing the work instead of one. So we've got two perspectives and most importantly, we've got cooperation. Well, most uh, of the time. Yeah, anyway. well, most of the time, <laughs> sometimes not. Um, but if you were working alone at home, you, you'd need to tell the kids, your partner, your parents, your pets if they can understand you, dogs can, <laughs> however, um, that your laptop lifestyle building time is sacrosanct and can't be disturbed. But if you and another family member or partner undertake separate tasks towards the same goal, then there's no need for a do not disturb sign. And your partner may not have ever worked on a computer before, but there's many repetitive jobs you could get them to do to help you out. Also, kids are fantastic at this sort of thing too, because for them it's almost intuitive. They're brought up on iPads and things these days. And then there's many other tasks that your family can help you out with. And we'll touch on that in upcoming podcasts, but for now, don't discount your family because their buy-in is critical to you reclaiming your life because they're going to undoubtedly benefit too. So we now want to talk about focusing so that you aren't your own worst boss. Now, as we mentioned earlier, you to start off with, you are the worst boss you'll ever have. Now, what do we mean by that and how do we know that for sure? So let's ask, can you imagine having a boss that allows you to watch TV in the middle of the day or leave finishing tasks until tomorrow because you can't be bothered to finishing them today? Or organise your social calendar during work time. Maybe, we used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe email family and friends during work time. Spending all day looking at emails. Become distracted on Facebook, seeing what your friends are up to. File your nails in work time. That was one of mine. One of my favourites was going to the pub for long lunches. And that was like just about every Friday. Um, surfing the net for hours on end so that you eventually forget what you started to look for. Um, doing... doing the housework or the ironing instead of knuckling down and attack, attack, attacking a tricky job. Or read the latest glossy magazine as soon as you've bought it. 
and something that a lot of people this is a big one is spending lots of money on training investing time learning the training and then never then never actually implementing it and another one is reading sales letter after sales letter and succumbing to them all yep we're guilty of all that lot plus loads more you know stuff that we've probably momentarily blocked from our minds because we're too ashamed to admit it um but the thing is when you're doing all these time-wasting distractive things instead of tackling the trickier issues that need doing in your business you're telling yourself and unfortunately reinforcing to yourself that your business is not important and that your financial freedom is not that critical or significant or that it can wait till tomorrow you see you're sending yourself the wrong message by doing all of those stupid things you're giving yourself permission to fail so we had to stop we had to stop doing all of those things and it was about the time when my dad told us that we we're our own our own worst boss when we actually twigged what we were doing to ourselves in effect what we were doing was self-sabotaging our own goals and even our own dreams so remember it's a business it's not a hobby so you need to repeatedly tell yourself it's serious otherwise you're going to dabble and just mess around forever you a result of that is that you'll never make money online, you'll never reclaim your life, and you're going to prove all the naysayers correct. Maybe you're not guilty of the above things that we talked about, but have you ever raced through the day and wondered where it went? So you go nonstop all day, but you still haven't done what you set out to achieve that day. So here's uh, nine of the methods we use to ensure that we get stuff done and avoid distractions. And the first thing is a schedule. Now, you must absolutely must do a schedule for when and how you're going to work on your business this can be a table or a spreadsheet with just hourly time slots in it so firstly you should block out time for your day job um, time for your family time for meals time for exercise all those things so just block those out then what time's left color code hourly time slots for activities that you're going to religiously do each time that slot comes around and if you set reasonable goals each day it's going to help you know what you need to do as well so try to set goals for the day that will help you move forward towards your bigger goals because a small step every day will help you achieve your goals easier than an occasional step so by having daily goals that are reasonable you can plan your day and set up ways to accomplish your bigger goals now another point to make is that you must make time to build your business um, this way this we mean like giving up tally or reading magazines or whatever pastime it is that you do where you're actually wasting time maybe get out of bed an hour earlier or work during your lunch hour is another idea but in order to build your business you're going to have to invest your time in it and that means um, because each of us have only got 24 hours in the day that means you need to use that time wisely now to help you here we've actually done um, quite a meaty blog post on this um, about productivity and planning your time so if you go to um, our website gregandfionascott.com forward slash productivity dash planner 
So gregandfionascott.com forward slash productivity hyphen planner and you'll be able to read more of our tips there and also download our daily schedule template. Now one vital tip we make there is to set hourly time slots but only focus on each task for 55 minutes and then spend the next five minutes being active or drinking water and that's going to give your brain a rest. And also if you search Google for online stopwatch you'll find a free downloadable stopwatch stop <laughs> and the one we use is online-stopwatch.com and this really brilliant little free tool that allows you to restrict the time you spend on any task so you can monitor the time you spend browsing the web or set half hourly slots to control how much you spend doing a specific job it's really really simple to use and it's doubly powerful because by using a timer what you're subconsciously doing is reminding yourself that the time task is important and that you have to focus to get it done in the allowed time frame and alternatively use the timer on your mobile phone but use one of those um, really scary clacks and sounds at the end that sort of goes eh, eh, eh. something that's really annoying because you want to finish the job before that actually happens now another big distraction is email it's the biggest disturbance and distraction for many many people um, and it stops them in the middle of their tracks, you know, when an email pops up on their screen or a message pops up on their screen because they want to read it straight away. And the reason why is because email feels a deep human need for connection with others and it's very difficult to ignore. But our message to you today is that you must ignore it. For me, email was a big issue and the best thing that I could do to avoid it being an issue was just to close down or shut down my email platform and only go in to check it for emails twice a day. Because if you think about it, it's very, very rare that anything is ever urgent enough to require an immediate answer, isn't it? You, you, so you really do need to control your emails rather than your emails controlling you. Now another big distraction is your phone. You need to turn off your phone when you're focusing on a task or at least turn it to silent mode. So like email, only switch your phone on at certain times of the day and let your friends, your contacts, your customers and family become educated that they can only call you during those times. And again, checking your phone for texts and messages, it fills that human need for significance and connection. So it's pretty difficult to ignore, but you really just need to be in control of your phone and not the other way around. Your phone should not be in control of you. Um, another major distraction is Facebook. Um, guilty has charged me. Um, social media is necessary though to brand yourself and to build relationships with people but it can also swallow gallons of time if you're not careful. You need to be very careful not to be distracted when promoting yourself on Facebook. So limit your time on Facebook, use a stopwatch again. You know so like you're going onto Facebook you'll say, I say to Greg, I'm going to post this and I'm going to do two friend requests and I'm going to comment on four posts. I'll set 10 minutes to do it and set a stopwatch. 
Otherwise, I'll be sitting there reading posts and commenting on stuff for hours, and you might be the same. So be very, very careful on Facebook. Now, this is this next one is something that we don't suffer from anymore because we've just turned the damn TV off. We don't even watch it now. It should be obvious by now why. Uh, most problems, sorry, most programs, they just put you in a trance state that puts your life on pause for half an hour or whatever it is, however long you, you blob out in front of the TV. And there's absolutely no benefit in that at all. And we just find that our time's too precious to just watch, and you've got to admit it, rubbish on TV. Um, this one is another one for me, not so much for Greg, and that's all about clutter. I have to get rid of the clutter around my desk or my workspace um, because disorganized surroundings affect my ability to concentrate. It's just the way I'm wired. Um, so tidying up your area, your work area, will go a long way towards keeping your mind on your work so you can get more done. Now something that really helped us when we wrote our book, we played a creative focus soundtrack as it really helped us stay focused on writing because m music boosts you by waking up your mind and energizing your body. So just think about it. Have you ever tapped your feet to the beat of a favorite song? And music also syncs with our brainwaves, which is why Mozart's really good to listen to. So if you search Google for creative focus music therapy or have a look on iTunes for any music like that, um, there's music that we used at brainjuicer.me um, I think that site's still available, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So brainjuicer.me, and probably the next thing, which is probably going to make you the most productive, is eating your frogs. And we mentioned this in an earlier podcast, but you need to tackle the most unappealing or most difficult task first, because you can really congratulate congratulate yourself afterwards for completing it, and that's really important to do that as well. And then you can look forward to the rest of your day or to the rest of your tasks rather than regret avoiding the activity that you didn't want to do in the first place. The next tip is to just simply ban interruptions. So try to work during a time when you will not be interrupted. Now we accept this can be particularly challenging if you have small children. But do try and find a time of the day when you can expect to have a couple of hours to concentrate on tasks and get more done. Now this could be when you're commuting, um, as long as you're not driving that is, or possibly after the children's bedtime. But with so many things to focus on to do, you must focus on completing one task at a time and then congratulate yourself for doing that. Give yourself a pat on the back then move on to start on the next task, rather than leaving several things left unfinished at the end of the day. Because what that does is it creates an overactive mind when you actually go to bed. And you don't want an overactive mind when you go to bed. You want, a, you want to empty your mind so that you can have a restful mind and all you need to do is focus on um, getting a good night's sleep. Now, just going back to the blog post we mentioned um, at gregandfionascott.com forward slash productivity dash planner, there's tips in there as well as to how to empty your mind before you go to bed so that you can focus on getting a good night's sleep. 
Um, so that's the that's the end of our productivity tips. You know, things that we've got to work for us. Hope it's given you um, a lot of food for thought. And in part two of this, you are your own worst boss podcast. We're going to move on with some other tips. So tune in for part B of you are your own worst boss.